before we get into our amazing interview with Max Baer, who is a former Butch T. Cougar, I just wanted to share my thoughts on the news of the, for the Cougar football team. Skylar Thomas, the veteran safety, star safety for the Cougars, has withdrawn his name from the transfer portal and will continue playing for the Washington State Cougars whenever the season comes back. Enjoy this interview. It is one of my favorite interviews of all time. I got chills through it. Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today, we have a special, special guest. We have Max Bearer, who was Butch. You heard me, Butch T. Cougar, from 2012 to 2015. Thanks for coming on, Max. How you doing? Walker, I'm fantastic. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Good to be on. I love that. Okay, so let's just <laughs> jump right into there. How did you find out about auditioning for Butch? Yeah, you know, I, I knew someone on the cheer team, and she said, hey, you're tall and goofy. This is what tall and goofy kids are good at. So she told me about Butch T. Cougar tryouts. I reached out to the cheer coach, and I found out that there's open tryouts every single year. Anyone can come. So if you're into being Butch or you want to know more about it, just email the cheer coach, find out about tryouts. And another interesting thing is, you know, once you become Butch, you do have to try out every single year. So, you, yeah, you got to try out for your spot again. Okay, wow, that's crazy. So, if you have a bat, if you have a down butch year, you just got to redo it. That's interesting, okay? Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, think about it this way. You've got home field advantage, and you have experience for being butch, and no one else has that experience. So, you know, I've never heard of someone uh, being unseated, but that would be pretty embarrassing. That, that, would, that <laughs> would suck. That would be disappointing. So is there like a height requirement for Butch? There is. So you can think about it in two different ways. One is kind of like a Broadway part. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a, a body requirement. But another way to look at it is we have one suit or we have a few copies of the same Butch costume. But, you know, you've got to fit inside the costume. So for me, it was I'm 6'2", broad shoulders. And I was, I guess, kind of on the high end of where you could be. I think right around 6 to 6'1 six is probably the prime butch height. Butch is also a man. Better to be a little bit broader. But then again, you're wearing a costume. We can be a little flexible if someone is really good outside that height range. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And honestly, it's, it's something we've got a lot. We've had in our past people who were a little bit shorter and they actually wore shoes with a little platform on them and it made them look a little bit bigger. Another thing to think about is, you know, when Butch is in the crowd, we want to be able to see him. We want him to be kind of an imposing figure. So a little bit of height helps that. What is the physical strain you go through for being Butch? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's immense. Think about how active Butch is. I want everyone, next time they go to any sporting event, especially a Cougar sporting event, stop watching the game for like five minutes and just watch what Butch does. And one, it's pretty interesting because you realize that he does anything he wants. If he wants to go up in the crowd and hang out with the student section or in the alumni section, great, he can do that. If he wants to hang out by the cheerleaders or kind of dance next to the Crimson Girls, you can do that. If you're cold, and you want to go up in the press boxes and hang out in the president's suite, you can do that. You can do anything you want. But on top of that, you're running around, right? So you're running up and down these stairs. Something happens in the game. You've got to react. There's some performance you need to do. You're dancing with the Crimson Girls in the band during halftime. There's things that Butch does. And just on its own, I think that's a pretty strenuous activity. On top of that, you're wearing a suit or a costume made out of fur. It's usually about 10 to 15 degrees warmer inside the suit than it is outside. So, you know, you think of some of those summer games that are 90, 95, maybe 100, it gets sweltering. So it's, it's a lot. You lose quite a bit of weight just in water. 
Oh, I, I could imagine that would be so – that's intense. That's, it's impressive. You look at him, and then when he just flips, like I saw Butch do a flip, I'm like, how does he do that? That's just without his head falling off. I feel like his head would fall off. Yeah, especially with the tail in the way, it gets pretty tough. Now I'll add one more wrinkle into that is Butch starts his day – if we just look at football, Butch starts his day five hours before kickoff. Oh, so wow. there are activities that he's doing – before the game starts and then the game happens, you know, you got to wake up and be ready to do a tennis match at 8 a.m. the next morning. There's not really an off season for Butch either. It's just a constant strain, a ton of fun, but a lot of work. True, that's fair, yeah. No, it is a lot of work. So how often do you practice for Butch? Like, do you have to go to every practice with the cheerleaders or is it just? Yes, great question. There is surprisingly Butch practice and half of it is physical. Obviously, being Butch is physically hard. I worked out in the varsity gym right next to the cheerleaders, right next to the guy cheerleaders, and they're doing all sorts of strength exercises. I got the same treatment, which was nice, especially when Butch is in the stands and people are jumping on you and you don't want to drop them or people want high fives. You got to be pretty strong for that. But there also is the character side of Butch. And the character of Butch is what we try to do in our lineage is be extremely consistent. So, you know, whoever put on the Butch suit first developed this character in 1978-79. And we're passing along that character from generation to generation so that let's say I have a kid and I bring that kid back to Wazoo, they would experience the same Butch that I did. So there is a specific walk that Butch does. And that's something that I practice a lot. There's a specific way that he skips or does go coogs or even the way he high fives or interacts with people is very specific and it's, it's passed along from generation to generation and it's also improved. So there's a ton of practice going on. And frankly, the practice sometimes looks a little silly. I'd be in the corner of the cheerleading practice taking selfies or, you know, just walking around with a hooded sweatshirt or learning how to do behind the back half court basketball shots. I mean, all of these just ridiculous things, but yes, they take quite a bit of practice. What I was trying to say was, I thought your comment about the walking and skipping was interesting because I had never noticed it, but they all look the same from when I saw them in 2018 to 2019 to 2020. So I just assumed there are multiple budgets, but. Yeah, no, you know, it's a common assumption. And I think that's part of being a secret is, you know, people can't really usually ask us how many butches there are, but you know, it's, it's primarily one butch at a time, but there are certain cases when there's more than one. So I'll, I'll put it like this. When I tried out, it was before the previous butch, unveiled and retired. So there was a little bit of time where he was coaching me. And technically, there was two butches at that time. Touching on the reveal, what was the moment like when you revealed you were a butch? Oh, yeah. Reveal was uh, weird. I think that's the only word that I can use. It's, uh, you know, it's really hard to describe. Great question. I'm happy you asked it. But, and I'm sorry that I'm kind of floundering on this one. No, it's okay. Um, you know, it's something that you've been working on. You've been butch for so long, and in my case, it was three years, and you've been secret the entire time. You don't tell anyone. You start constructing these elaborate lies and excuses for why you can't come to football games with anybody or why you can't come to basketball games. And then you're having a lot of fun keeping this secret. And then you take off the head, and it's great that you can finally talk about it and People will know what you did, but at the same time, you're done being butch. Once you take off that head, you are never putting it on again. So it's it's a bit of a bittersweet moment where it's great. You can talk about it. You can finally stop lying to your friends, but you're closing that chapter. 
forever. I think that's really well put. So can you, you, you didn't tell anyone, like you, can you tell your parents or like one friend? Cause I know some schools you can. <laughs> that's a good question. So I uh, is strictly confidential, but we understand that you have to tell some people. So in my case, my parents and my roommates knew. And the idea behind it being a secret is we want people, students, fans, anyone in the stadium, we want people to not think about who it is, but what it is. I kind of like to think of it like Batman. You know, you don't think, oh, that's Bruce Wayne. Oh, that's Batman. And you know, behind the mask, it could be anybody, it could be any student. It also gives me a little bit of freedom and a little bit of comfort. You know, people aren't saying, oh, did you see that cool thing Max did? It's did you see that cool thing Butch did? And let's say I mess up. I, I don't know, trip over my oversized shoes in the middle of 40,000 people. No one comes to class the next day and says, wow, Max, you really goofed up. You know, they don't care. They don't know. It's, it, it's quite nice. But that was a tangent. What was your original question? Oh, who could know? We understand that uh, you need help keeping this secret, but you really got to pick who, who you can trust. So my parents knew and my roommates knew. And the idea behind that is, you know, if someone asks my roommates, I want them to back up my story. And I don't want someone to come to my roommate, Adam, and say, hey, I think Max is butch, and this is why. I don't want Adam to say, you know what, that makes sense. He comes home from every basketball game super sweaty. I can't have that happening. So they would know, but that was it. And the secrecy actually is pretty important. So people have been fired from being butch for sharing too much. Wow. Okay. That's intense. Mm -hmm. But that does make sense. I could not agree with you more that like you don't want it ruined. <laughs> that is what part of the fun is. It, it definitely it. is. Yeah. And, and one comment that you said before was, you know, some schools have different secrecy guidelines. You're completely right. So part of my job was traveling with the football team. So I've been to every other Pac-12 stadium and a few other outside of our outside of our conference. And you meet all the other mascots. And, you know, some of them are completely relaxed. There were some that said, you know, I'm totally public. Some that were like me that said, hey, I'm a secret, but I only tell like my roommates or anything kind of on a need to know basis. And then there were also, there was one, it was the Cal Bear. He was so secret, he wouldn't even tell me his first name. And, you know, we're in a dressing room together. So that was uh, definitely on one end of the scale. That is, that is very strange. That is dedication to your craft. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Part of the, you had an article published about you in the Washington State Magazine about the first Butch reunion. Can you take me through that? How you arranged it? What it was like? Yeah, sure. So I guess it starts when I was Butch. And then once I revealed, I, I got inducted into our little alumni group. And it's this, uh, it's this group on Facebook. It, it maybe had 10 guys on there, which was shocking to me thinking back that, you know, at that time, Butch had 30 to 40 years of history. Why were we missing so much? And the reason is actually back to the secrecy. And it is a double-edged sword that, yes, we're secret, and it's, it's fun, and it's good for the current mascot. But we were so secret, we didn't even know who each other was. I went to athletics department. They never kept a list. I went to the alumni association. We were secret, so they had no idea who we were. It was a little sad. You know, I think one of the best things about an organization is having other people like you with similar experiences that you can bond with. And if we're thinking about supporting the current Butch, the best way to give him a solid support group is get a bunch of alumni together. And we didn't have that. It was a little weird that we were missing so much. I wanted to just get the support group together for Butch so that when he needs a place to stay when he's traveling to Seattle, he needs 
a place to shower after he's been at a wedding in, in New Jersey before he gets back to the airport, or he needs help with a woodworking project or something like that, we're able to help him. So then it turned into, I don't want to say a second job, but it, it turned into my passion project where let's go out and find all of these butches. And, you know, a lot of these people were butch before there were cell phones, Facebook, even email. Sometimes it was hard to find them. So one nice thing is Wazoo has an incredible alumni connection or, or an incredible alumni base. So I'd go around and try to find an alumni from a specific year that I was missing. So let's say it's 1985. Okay, uh, I'll post on Facebook or talk to a few people. Connect me with someone who graduated in 1985. Great, I find that one person. And then I start working through their friend group or anyone that they know that was on the cheer team or the rally squad or maybe even the band. And you start zooming in to circles that Butch might have been in. And then you eventually find Butch. It was pretty neat to see everybody knows somebody and somebody knows Butch. So when you find Butch, there was a little bit of vetting that I had to do. So first, I, I want to know about their stories, about their time as Butch, if there was any cool thing that they've done. But even before that, I had to make sure that there was Butch. Again, with me not having a specific list of who was Butch and our secret identity, I did run into a few people who were lying about being Butch, which was a little surprising, right? Who would lie about this? I, I don't know. It was, it was really strange. The first part of my interview with them was, hey, let me ask you a few questions about being Butch or about your specific costume, things that I could double check. And if they were lying, I would know it. Like one person said, you know what, it was fantastic, but it wasn't even that hot in the suit. That's an obvious lie. We'll cross that guy off the list right away. But then I just ask them a few questions about their experience as Butch. Once they start gushing about these stories that they haven't shared in 30, 40 years, you start to realize how important this was to them, how important it was to the school. And sometimes you run across these little tidbits of Butch being around for some really important WSU history. Or maybe it's someone who is really important to Butch's history. So recently I, I spoke with the Butch who did the first Go Cougs. So before 1990, Go Cougs was a chant that was led by the rally squad. And the rally squad was like kind of cheerleaders, kind of super excited, diehard fan. It was a really cool group, but they were they could go up in the stands, they could be down on the field. They did a lot of things, but you know, they coordinated and and a few of them would split off to the student side. A few of them would split off to the alumni side. One side would hold the go sign. The other side would hold the coog sign and they'd lead the crowd like that. But because it was two groups and it was coordinated, it wasn't as quick as one might've wanted. So at one point it was, I think one of the first games in 1990, one of the cheerleaders gave the signs to the butch, had him go out in the middle of the field and try it. So this sweeping motion of go Cougs actually started because he was holding up signs. That sign said go, that sign said Cougs. And that's where we get this motion. It worked out really well. He tried it again the next game. And then the third game, he didn't bring the signs out there and just did the motion. The crowd caught on immediately. So now Butch has this power. One man has the power in his fingertips to quite literally invoke home field advantage right now. And there are specific points in a game where you say, all right, if we can get the crowd super loud right now, we can actually influence what happens next. And Butch now had that power. Anyway, long answer. You start finding a lot of Butches that were pretty important to our history.
Yeah, I just got goosebumps there. That was so cool. <laughs> I had no idea about the. I was. I'm just so used to the Go Kooks thing. I never thought about. That. Felt the same way, and I was playing charades with some friends a few months ago, and one of the characters was Butch, and they immediately did the Go Kooks thing. And everyone knows if someone's doing Go Kooks, you're pretending to be Butch or something like that. Uh, that was one of the first things that I learned when I became Butch. So it was crazy to talk to the person who did it first. I don't know if this is an obvious answer, but I've needed to know this my entire time. Why does Butch smell so bad? <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, I'm sure as you could imagine, if you're wearing a costume made out of basically carpet, you might sweat. And back to the question about Butch having a long day. Think about this. So for a football game, I don't know, I'm starting five hours before the game, and then I might go in and uh, I had multiple suits for this reason. I would go in because I was so sweaty. I'd change the suit. I'd come back out for, you know, two, three hours before the game, go back in, change the suit again. And then I'd come back out with a fresh suit for the game. And the game is what? Hours. And you're in the sun and you're running around. Butch gets sweaty. And as much as you wash it, there is still that that smell. So uh, <laughs> usually I would, uh, as as embarrassing as this is, Axe body spray was actually strong enough to sometimes counteract the sweat smell. So sometimes I would do that, but you know, if you do it too much, you get jokes about being a middle school boy. So, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's fair. That's fair. I thought that, you know, I assumed it was just that answer, but I thought it would be a good question to ask. It is. It's a great question. <laughs> so I have a couple rapid fire questions. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. Okay. Cougar gold or Ferdinand's ice cream? Cougar gold. Okay, what flavor then? What type of cheese? You know, I think the classic one, but I really like, gosh, I think they have a Viking flavor. That one's pretty good. I have not heard of the Viking flavor. I'll go check that out. All right, favorite place to eat in Pullman? Cougar Country, for sure. But, you know, now when I've gone back, there's a little restaurant in downtown called Pups and Cups. It's really cool. I definitely recommend checking it out. Oh, I do like it. All the dogs there. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Stadium or Beasley? It's like picking between my two children, you know, like <laughs> you can't pick a favorite child, but I would say I had, I had a bigger crowd in Martin Stadium. So that's my favorite right now. That's fair. <laughs> Your favorite TV show, go to, go to favorite TV show that always makes you smile and happy. Oh, favorite TV show. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm watching The Last Dance right now. I'll say that's good. Um, no, that's not a good answer. Favorite TV show. So since you said Last Dance, Michael Jordan or LeBron, who's the GOAT? Oh, Michael Jordan, you know, I, you. I think first to market is, uh, is really important. I mean, he was kind of that first superstar. So MJ all the way. So the next part of this is just a fun conversation I had. Max wanted to share a fun story. I didn't ask for this story. So there's not a question to follow up. But this is just a fun story I told after we had done our little wrap up. So when I first became Butch, I obviously had a mentor and he was, you know, about to be unveiled and, and he was kind of teaching me the ropes and I just couldn't get the walk down. There's a very specific kind of lumbering, aggressive way that Butch walks. It's kind of hard to describe, but you also got to factor in, you've got this long tail behind you. So it's kind of hard to practice when you're not in the suit, but even when I was in the suit, I just wasn't getting it and it was, it was really pissing me off. So I, I remember I called Brian, that was the guy before me, I called Brian at like like 11 p.m. on a Wednesday or something, and I was like, I can't shake this, you need, to, you need to watch me walk. So I ended up going over to his house because he had a long hallway in his apartment or house, 
And I was just like pacing back and forth with a hooded sweatshirt on pretending to do this butch walk for like 45 minutes. And we're blasting two chains, a little bit of Timmy trumpet, all sorts of weird music. And it was one of the weirdest practice sessions I've ever been in. Hopefully the weirdest one I'll ever be in ever. But yeah, <laughs> we take it very seriously. That's amazing. That's so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty neat. I wish I could go back and be a fly on the wall because, you know, he's just like sitting on his couch watching me and saying, okay, you're doing something weird with your left ankle or, you know, you're striking with your heels too much and just all these small little things. And I could just imagine if someone walked in on us doing that, it would have been the hardest thing to explain ever. <laughs> awesome, though. So great. My last question is, how is Butch Pay? And I know this issue is very near and dear to your heart. You know, a lot of people we're under the impression that Butch got a full ride scholarship, which, you know, a lot of people were asking about the compensation for being Butch and asking if there was a scholarship. Technically there is a scholarship. It was a book scholarship, but it covered about half of my books. So it wasn't big as one might've hoped and really didn't cover much of the expense of just being a student or living in Pullman. Now Butch does get paid for certain events and there's two different types of events that Butch does. There is athletic events, and Butch is owned by Washington State University Athletics. So all the athletic events and all those home games and away football games that he does uh, are part of the job. Now, there's other activities that Butch does, and I'm, I'm sure you know this, but maybe not all the listeners do, but you can rent Butch. So for an hourly fee, Butch can come do pretty much anything. I've been called to weddings across the country, grand openings, retirement parties, a baby shower, birthdays, you name it, I've done it. And Butch goes and does these things. So he does get paid or I got paid for that. Now, most of that amount goes to Butch's program. So, you know, when I rip a suit or I break a head or I don't know, maybe I need money for some prop that I'm making, the money goes to that. But some of it, it was about $25 an hour goes to me which sounds like a pretty good wage for anyone in college, but you got to think about how much time actually goes in out of the suit to be in Butch. So I'll, I'll share one example. You know, there's, there's not many events that Butch does that he gets paid for. There are some, but it's not enough to really make up for, for a small scholarship. Here's one event example. It was a wedding in Montana in the middle of nowhere, beautiful country, but I had to take about, a day to drive there. And then I did the event. And then I, I think I spent two nights there and then I drove back. So it was drive there, spend a night, do the event, drive back the next day, something like that. So I spent pretty much a whole weekend for one hour in the suit. So I spent a whole weekend and I got paid 25 bucks. So, you know, does he get paid? Yes. Is as much as he deserves? Absolutely not. I'm working with a few other Butch alumni and a few other Cougar alumni to try to start a Butch scholarship fund. So more to come on that, but it's definitely on my radar. That's cool, man. That's really cool. I didn't realize <laughs> that. I, I don't know why you would think Butch was on a full ride scholarship. That's, that seems a little much, but I, you would think he does deserve some compensation. Yeah, you know, there, it was, I'm thinking of one guy in my economics class who, while I was still Butch, was talking to the person next to him. And I think I was involved in the conversation too. And he said, oh yeah, my fraternity brother is Butch. And he gets a full ride scholarship. And you know, it took every fiber in my being not to tell him that both of those things are wrong. Because it's me. I'm not in your fraternity. And no, he doesn't get a full ride scholarship. So it was kind of fun to be uh to be listening in on some of those conversations. Yeah, I can see that. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that's crazy. No, Good. Yeah.
Well, Walker, thank you so much. But he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want me to do here? I get him a prostitute? What were you 